everybody. Oh my God, Paige is taking over. It's a mutiny. <laughs> I'm doing my job. Welcome to Queer Halftime, everybody. Um, we're all together on the big queer coach, so it's going to be a silly one, maybe. Who knows? We'll ha- we'll see how long it takes Kelsey to cry. I feel, I feel like I'm very emotionally stable today. So, okay, good. I'm That's expecting right. about four minutes. Okay. The hell of an energy to start it on, Paige. Uh, my name is Becca. I use she pronouns. My name is Kelsey. I also use she, they pronouns. And my name is Paige, and I use they, them pronouns cool um fun weird energy i love it we're talking about christmas i mean okay we're talking about the holidays as a whole because some of our listeners live in the states and they haven't had thanksgiving yet so this is also applicable to being queer but like when we say the holidays holidays. like we're talking about very like western christian holidays Mm. you know like we're talking thanksgiving and christmas yeah yeah we can't really touch on we can't talk on yeah everything but we're talking on what we celebrate or don't celebrate yeah Mm. depending on (laughs) you are on the couch blessed yule everyone (laughs) anyway (laughs) i like christmas um i despise it i also don't see half my family ever so that's probably that's probably why you like it (laughs) (laughs) i only see the people i like um i don't think any of those people listen to this it's fine living at home as a recent graduate i am kind of i don't have as much say in who i would get to see around christmas time because I live where everybody is coming, um, unlike previous Christmas years where I've had my own apartment, my own plans. Um, I unfortunately, not this year. We have, I feel like the way we're sitting is like the gradient of our like of Christmas. Mm. Honestly, yeah. It's like that Basically. side of coach hates it. Yeah, this You're side is like. In the middle. And I'm like, I love Christmas. You're like, fuck yeah, Christmas. Yeah. I am being converted because my girlfriend really likes Christmas and there's nothing better than seeing your partner very, very happy. That's so that's, that is... if, if I didn't have a partner that loved Christmas, I probably would still hate it. Um, I have been slightly converted. That's the gay agenda. Converting everybody to like Christmas. Yeah. To like queer Christmas. <laughs> where you have a very clear definition. Like there's a line of like people who are relatives are not necessarily family. A family is not necessarily relatives. Yep. And I think that's why I like holidays is because I spend them with family, but not necessarily relatives. Relatives all the time. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's very fair. Yeah. Also, there's food. There's so much food and pie. Okay, so let's go let's let's make this very social worky. Okay. Okay. So what is your favorite thing? What works really well for you over Christmas? What do you love? Am I allowed to say smoking weed? Go for it. <laughs> Listen, because sometimes the only way that I can get through things with certain family members is just being stoned off of my absolute butt. We talk That's openly. how I dealt with my mom's ex was I would just be stoned all the time. See, we talk openly <laughs> about consumption of alcohol. There's no reason that grown adults can't talk about their consumption also, of other legal let's substances. be honest, like, cannabis is significantly safer than alcohol. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, there's no reason... For alcohol to be so ubiquitous and then the devil's lettuce well and that's the thing too that i find with christmas is like for a lot of families like christmas is so rounded around drinking i feel like that's holidays in general but yeah yes. and for like those yep. of us who are maybe sober off of alcohol um kind of struggle in that environment yeah. so being stoned kind of takes away that desire to be drunk because one way or another if you're around some specific family members you want to be intoxicated uh, in some way yeah so, totally mm-hmm. like and that's I think that that's like that's one thing that works well in my world with Christmas is like there's a pre-conversation with most of the people that are involved about like where and like we don't have very big Christmases right like yeah we'll spend some time with my partner's family and then we'll mainly spend time with my mom pretty much because she is single and lives alone um and but like there's just kind of like it's already discussed and laid out what the expectations are mm-hmm. and oh, it's yeah, very transparent from the get-go I wish <laughs> mind you I am extremely estranged from every single member of my family except for my mother so and my mom is relatively estranged from quite a few people so 
family gatherings don't happen in my world um the biggest family gathering I think I've been to for my own family in a very long time it was just me my mom and my brother so like yeah like our family dynamic is just different right that's fair no totally um a lot of my mind a little bit (laughs) what (laughs) just because I'm used to like I mean, I joke that I don't see my dad's side, but my mom's side, it'll be like, you know, 20 people for Thanksgiving kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Like we haven't done that since like COVID and everything, mm-hmm. obviously, but yeah. Well, and even just now, I was just going to say like, thank you COVID for saving me the past few Christmases mm-hmm. because I didn't have to see a shit ton of family yeah. on my dad's side that I maybe didn't really want to see. Mm-hmm. Like we see my grandpa, who is unfortunately not the best with my name change and pronoun usage mm-hmm. um but that's pretty much it because my grandma on my dad's side doesn't want to risk getting COVID again mm-hmm. yeah so I there's a lot of my family members who are still Mormon um that I don't have to see because of COVID interesting I yeah I think mm-hmm. being old enough to have some agency over what you're holiday time looks like is also really helpful well and not only being old enough because I'm completely old enough to dictate what my Christmas time yeah. looks like I like to have agency mm-hmm. yeah yeah totally um but like living in the atmosphere yeah. and environment I do it's like a little bit of that agency is taken away totally. um because I like unless I'm just like f you all I'm gonna go spend Christmas somewhere else I'm forced to to kind of spend it with some people that I maybe like wouldn't necessarily put high on my agenda Mm -hmm. uh, as a list of people that I would like to see per se I remember the first Christmas Eve that we didn't have to go to mass I was it was amazing I can Uh, only imagine well because we used to only go like we would alternate Christmases between like my mom's family and my dad's right um and we would like occasionally go to the United Church with my mom's parents which wasn't as bad yeah right because it's fairly progressive and stuff but the anglican church in pincher creek was wild Mm -hmm. Um, they once tried to make the nativity story applicable to indigenous people and it wound up like mind-blowingly racist surprise like there were like instead of donkeys there were like muskrats in the it was wild it was wild oh my god um yeah but so you should not do that (laughs) we got to a point where like my dad would take grandma to christmas eve mass and then me my mom and my brother would go to a movie nice it's great i love that but like that kind of thing so like once you get the agency to start just doing the things you enjoy totally and not having to do the things that are like obligations or that like you hate or that aren't mentally healthy for you like well and that's one of the reasons why I'm so excited to eventually be getting my own place again because I work here now I have a job I have a source of income um maybe soon I can move out into my own apartment again The thing that I find interesting about the holiday is that the one thing that I would say that I struggle with the most is the heteronormativity of it. Oh, so for some reason, like, so my partner and I go out and we'll buy like, like, I don't know, there was a tradition that was started when I was a kid where it was like every year you get your own, a new Christmas ornament for the tree. And we've kind of like stuck with that where we just, we go out and we pick our own Christmas ornament for the tree every year. And like, we've gotten some, we have one that's really cute. That's like these like um, marshmallow men on s'mores or whatever and they're like hugging but they're gendered yeah or there's always like the like, get the matching his and hers yes oh, yeah. yeah i can't find anything like where's the hers and hers or yeah, his and his. etsy ones or pop up but i think them. that's my etsy algorithm has learned that yeah I'm yeah a big old queer <laughs> i went and i bought matching pajamas for steph and i not that long ago for christmas because I love we're it. doing christmas photos um so yeah (laughs) um so I went I bought matching pajamas for her and I and like the only options were like there was men's up to an XL women's up to an XL and then kids which and like women's and men's XLs they were two different sizes exactly (laughs) so I got I got I got her a men's a men's large and me a men's medium and but was also like why what exactly and they're and they're marketed as like fun for the whole family and like family pajamas and you can even even get them for your dog i could dress my dog before i could dress you yeah because you're not you're not not oh my god like (laughs) it's like my dog has more rights to participate in christmas than Paige. no (laughs) maybe you hate it because society doesn't make it fit or 
because well, I like have, maybe that's an you know what yeah. I mean maybe there's more than one reason totally like yeah so expectations mm-hmm. sometimes well and one thing kind of similar to you collecting Christmas ornaments mm-hmm. um when we were kids we would always make a new ornament each year mm-hmm. and I think I've mentioned on queer halftime before that I grew up a biological kid in a foster mm-hmm. home right and so we have a lot of Christmas ornaments that um were also made by the foster kids that we had in our homes uh at any given point of the year um and so as fun for decorating the Christmas tree for me can be um it also I primarily don't like it because it's Christmas and Mm -hmm. I'm like no screw this is Christmas blah Mm -hmm. um but there's also like really painful memories that come up from seeing some of those ornaments um like there's one from one of my foster sisters who passed away very shortly after leaving our home Mm -hmm. um who was murdered at the hands of her bio mom um and so seeing stuff like that um it's it's really hard and it brings up a lot of emotions totally but yeah like it just it can be triggering to to see those ornaments and Mm -hmm. to do that again just because it's like some of those kids who made those ornaments with us aren't here with us anymore Mm -hmm. um and like we will never get rid of them or anything like that because it still is like a special memory to us Mm -hmm. um but it's also something that's just like a little bit low-key triggering sometimes because it's like well maybe um maybe this isn't the best way to go about doing christmas maybe we just need to like mm-hmm. get a box of random ornaments and then just like keep the special ones to ourselves mm-hmm. yeah because like i remember decorating the christmas tree last year um a lot of those ornaments didn't go up because my mom is remarried now oh, okay. um and so my stepdad uh has like his own ornaments of yeah. course that he wants to put up so like some of them don't get put up anymore but that's just uh yeah like circumstance I feel like once you've been doing something for years there's so much like pressure to continue to do it even yeah. if it's not working for you guys totally yeah yeah and like I no I, I can't say it I was going to say I've brought it up um but I haven't brought it up that like sometimes doing that is yeah. painful mm-hmm. but like there have been times in the past when I was younger where like we would be decorating our Christmas tree and I would just like very quietly excuse myself out of the room because I was sobbing my fucking eyes off because something came exactly yeah Yeah. something came up where like oh this is so-and-so um but this is how they're doing now since returning home yeah Mm -hmm. so it's like it's it's a very mixed bag of emotions for me at times yeah totally yeah it's interesting because I for a very very long time I I hated Christmas up obviously until I met my partner but a lot of it had to do with my own like I don't it's trauma but it's like in an interesting way right Mm -hmm. because it's not like interesting trauma well like it's not like we talk about like different levels of trauma right so like some people get are traumatized by the existence of a certain person that has traumatized them in the past or some people are yeah like there's like certain situations or instances that may trigger something situational trauma (laughs) yeah yeah and i often because i my parents were separated when i was three um i christmas was very complicated for me because it was right between the two houses and it was like one year you're with dad for Christmas the next year you're with dad for New Year's because I was primarily at my mom's right and like I kind of went like that and I yeah yeah and it was like I didn't like going there right like it wasn't a safe place for me to be I and I was living in New Brunswick at the time and my dad was living in Ontario so it would be it was a matter of like me leaving the province to be in a place where I felt unsafe or so long um I ended up in the hospital every single time because I would always get sick like my mom it was really interesting but my mom could almost like time it because she's like it's a defense mechanism like when things get really stressful and hard there she was like about the third day and and she never mentioned anything to me about it until I got old enough that she could right yeah so the last time I had went there I was 18 and she was and on the third day that I was there I ended up in the hospital Mm -hmm. from dehydration and she the person I was dating at the time was a man and he had called her and was like yeah Kelsey's in the hospital like we're in Ontario visiting like her dad and my mom was like it's the you you guys must have been there for three days now and he was like yeah why and she was like because her dad has done this Mm -hmm. and stresses her out so much that in self-defense 
she gets sick so she can go somewhere where she can get better care. Oh, yeah. And now it's kind of like, it took me a very, like, I'm 31 now. I haven't had to go to his house for Christmas since I was 14. It's taken 17 years Mm -hmm. for me, pretty much. God help me. (laughs) <laughs> 17 years for me to get over that you know what I mean that, and, and that, like and yeah. it took it took it takes every it took single year of you yeah too. like and yeah. it takes so now like it still kinds of happens sometimes where if I get too stressed out over Christmas my body just like is done like my body's like oh this is when I need to defend myself yeah. and I need to make you sick enough that you have to go to somebody else yeah so it's really totally. like it's interesting because if you think of something like that I would never think I, it took me a really long time to put those two things together Yeah. to be like, this is what the trauma is from. It's not Christmas. It's all of those things that surrounded me for Christmas. Totally. And I guess the reason that I like to talk about that is because a lot of times, like we think that youth are just being dramatic Yeah. where it's oh, just like, yeah. Oh, you just hate Christmas. Like, Oh, Paige, of course you hate Christmas. You're a millennial. Like you're, you're, <laughs> you're queer and non-binary and every queer non-binary person hates Christmas. It's like, no. Sometimes there are reasons that like your youth might not know even, but like Mm. things that surround the holiday that cause shit. But like, Mm. I think that's a really, sorry, I'll, no, it's really good. I think that's a really good point though, is like, why is it that so many of this one group hate the holidays, right? Totally. And like, I mean, just talking to our kids, like society has told us it's time for family. It's time for this. Um, so you have to see all these people who maybe don't respect you mm-hmm. or straight up don't like you and you don't like, yeah. but it's Christmas. So you can't start any drama. It's like, Oh, just be nice. It's like, okay, but this is adding to like a buildup of trauma in these kids. Totally. Yeah. Well, and there's two points I want to touch on. One is what you said about families mm-hmm. being split up and having to like divide your time between mm-hmm. Christmases. Yeah. And the second is my dad's side of the family so to start with my parents got divorced when I was 16 Mm. and so that was when I had to start picking and choosing who Mm. I wanted to spend Christmas with Mm. they didn't do like my parents after they divorced they didn't do like a you'll do this with this person this year like my brother and I were both old enough to kind of pick and choose um and we also pick and chose who we lived with after the divorce Mm -hmm. so my brother went and moved out with my mom and I stayed with my dad because I didn't think that my dad could handle the divorce if he lost all three of us Mm -hmm. um but my dad also didn't really like respect my brother and where he was at in his journey of being queer Mm -hmm. um and so my brother would choose to not spend Christmases with him Mm -hmm. um and I felt that I didn't really have that choice because again like I was kind of thrust back into that situation of well if I don't spend Christmas with my dad who's gonna spend it with him so there was a lot of like that guilt trip that kind of came up behind it and being a caretaker for your parents feelings as a minor which I feel like yeah is a very universal thing for the queer community (laughs) well not just queer community but like people who are raised as the eldest girl yeah yeah, which right? I was not yeah. necessarily Same. a little shop, but like, yeah. 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 And I came out, like, I've only been out for a year and a half. Yeah. Um, but even when I was a kid, like to this day, my brother, I, I think I've mentioned this on this channel as well, but to this day, my brother calls me his second parent mm-hmm. yeah. before he would call my dad, my dad, you know? Yeah. Um, and so it's just like that kind of interesting dynamic in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And then having to juggle well my mom's doing Christmas on Christmas day but I don't want my dad to be alone on Christmas day so it's like how do I divide myself into these different avenues of like being there for both of my parents yeah and having that at such a young age I think was like a really interesting kind of like predicator as to how I feel about the holiday season now in general totally um but there is also a part of my family on my dad's side this is the second point I wanted to touch on um where a vast majority of the people on my dad's side of the family are still Mormon so there's not necessarily drinking or like using marijuana or anything like that involved um but it's always been a thing that's been said that the Billings men get like very loud and uh passionate 
um, about different things. So that just means they act like assholes. Exactly. And And so, and yeah. And so things always get, things always get very, very, very political. Yeah. Um, And I don't entirely understand why, because as a majority of them are Mormon, a majority of them have similar political views. Um, and <laughs> So what's there to fight about? But then they can get into that echo chamber. They can get it really going. Oh, right? exactly. Yeah. And so I have seen a lot of posts in the most recent years that are like, you can vote for whoever you want to vote for but if you're voting for somebody that is actively doing harm to me and the queer community like fuck you fuck that Mm -hmm. that's not cool yeah um and so it's just like Mm -hmm. it's one reason that i've been grateful for covid because i haven't had to see that side of the family for many years at this point which is so weird right yeah because there is this thing of like this is you know, a pandemic that has killed so many people. And yet there are so many like people from toxic families or from marginalized groups who are so thankful for the isolation that it has provided. Yeah. Right. As like an excuse. Cause you totally. have to have a reasonable excuse, right? Exactly. You can't just say you don't want to go because you know, this yeah. person's yeah. an ass. And I did that one year and I got all the fallback from it. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> no, because it's Christmas. Hey, yeah. it's time for family. The audacity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what if yeah. your uncle's a bigot? Oh my god, literally. Christmas. Well, and there there is <laughs> one sibling that my dad has, uh, one of his sisters, um, who is very, 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 very Mormon. Um, her husband is like so unbelievably over controlling. Um, and the last time I saw them, um, I was 18 Mm. and one of their daughters, Ava was, cause they have like eight kids now, two of whom I haven't even met because of how long it's been since any of our family has seen them. Yeah. Um, but one of their daughters, Ava, was looking at one of the tattoos that I have on my arm. Oh, dear. Um, and it's it's a tattoo of a woman's face with, like, a bunch of flowers. And the, it's just black and gray. Um, and so she was taking markers and she was coloring in the flowers on my tattoo. Cute. Um, and I was like, this is so cute. This is a wholesome moment. Um, and then her dad walked in and absolutely lost it. He was like, what the fuck do you think you're doing? Obviously without the swearing. Um, but he was like, what are you doing? What's going on? You don't like tattoos. You're not allowed to like tattoos. Like all, like he made it seem like it was the end of the world that she was was coloring in my tattoos. Like she was six or seven. Oh, okay. Um, and so like, she was very fascinated by them. She was like, Ooh, this is really cool. And I didn't have nearly as many as I have now. Mm -hmm. I could only imagine what would happen if they saw me now with all of my tattoos. Um, but uh, literally they haven't been to a family function since that one time where one of their daughters was coloring in my tattoos oh my God. and they literally have two kids that I haven't even met because of their refusal to come to anything family oriented mm-hmm. because of a couple of the family members who have left the church and yet it's people like that that are gonna scream about family comes first and blood is thicker yeah. than water which is not what that saying means exactly blood of the covenant is Thicker, thicker than, than the water, water of the, the womb. womb. Don't <laughs> bastardize quotes. It's awful. You can just cut it. out half the words. I hate it. Well, because well, I do that all the time. They cut out half the words, so it means something entirely different. Seriously. I'm like, it's like, I'm going to take this quote and I'm going to do this with it. And it's like, they're like, oh, that is thicker than water. I'm like, yeah, it is. That's why I'm not spending time with you, relative. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to choose my family and the yeah. family that I want to spend time with. Yeah. And a lot of that aren't even going to be my relative. Yeah. Um, like that's that's the only (laughs) thing that's saved me from Christmas the past little while is that yeah it's very much like it's our it's a chosen family thing we are still maneuvering like there are still some pretty stark expectations of us because the interesting thing in our world is that Steph has two significantly older brothers that are in their like 40s um and we are now on her side of the family the only part of the family that, that doesn't have children oh yep so the unfortunate thing about that is that we are expected because we don't have kids 
to be everywhere and anywhere that we are summoned <laughs> um, and be there with a smile on our face. And we have to be the first people there and the last to leave because there's no excuse oh because like we just like we don't have kids. Right. And like, yeah, everybody with kids is going to be there. And sometimes like not to be that guy. I love her family. Like some of them are easier to deal with than others. But like sometimes I just don't want to be around other people's children. Did yeah. they ever do the thing Constantly. where it's like you're the youngest person that we still think is a girl so you're gonna take care of the kids while the parents drink and talk well see luckily like this never happened to me until i started dating steph um and all of their kids are like old now so like it didn't like not really i would imagine it probably happened quite a bit when she was like younger and that was kind of the dynamic Mm -hmm. but like i'm telling you i could not tell you the last time i spoke to any member of my family except for my mother um, and a couple texts with my little brother. I am so estranged from, like, I'm so estranged that, like, I don't even know what I would do if I was yeah. in a family gathering. Like, yeah. I don't even know what I, you know what I mean? Like, totally. putting that many members of my family into one room, I actually think that that would cause a black hole. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there was, um, it wasn't a Christmas time. I think it was my grandpa's birthday on my mom's side. Um, He's also no longer a member of the church. Mm-hmm. And so it's, a lot of his family still are, so, like, all of his brothers and sisters, um, but a couple of years ago, we had, like, a huge uh, family gathering birthday party, because it was, like, his 75th birthday or something like that. It was, like, a big milestone pre-COVID, so, like, we threw a big party, um, and that day because my brother was already out as trans at that point right. um and so a lot of my still mormon family members um didn't really like understand that or like respect that yeah. or do any of the things that you should do to support a trans family member yeah. um and uh one of my mom's aunts so our great aunt great aunt i think yeah, yeah. um went out to my brother after they had been talking for a little while and they were like hey I'm still gonna call you by your dead name um because that's who I know you as and my brother was like okay then I'm gonna call you Joe and she was like what why and he was like if you're not gonna call me what my name is I'm not gonna call you what your name is Mm -hmm. and it was like like that just absolutely blew her mind and um I haven't seen her since then so I don't know yeah what it would look like um yeah but and I feel like it was hard for them to adjust to it because he picked a whole new name yeah um which is completely like fair and valid and as you should um whereas with me when I came out I just went by my middle name instead of my first name Mm -hmm. so for my family it's a little bit easier for them to accept the fact that I go by my middle name now instead Mm -hmm. of my first name as opposed to just like picking a whole new name it's like the person that like Emily isn't dead it's just I go by page now mm-hmm. yeah. um and there's still a lot of family members that still call me Emily which I'm like that'd be a sick tattoo you kind of suck what would Emily's not dead like <laughs> well do you remember like, like way like that way back when like Emily the strange mm-hmm. or whatever do you remember I that do. character yep. yeah she kind of looked like Wednesday Adams yeah, but a cartoon yeah, person. exactly oh, that was like my shtick for the longest time mm-hmm. um like my hotmail email address was emily underscore the strange at hotmail.com yeah please don't send me any spam to that email i do not know the password it won't get you anywhere yeah um (laughs) i I wonder who owns that email now right well i'm pretty sure i still have it because like it never got deleted my email address i don't know when i was in high school was garfield underscore fuzzy nice love it so good my, my, my address. dad made mine my first one so it was just rebecca marcellus so shut up ca yeah i that's mm-hmm. it's hard i was garfield underscore fuzzy yeah, yeah it was I emily underscore i think i made a stupid yeah. msn one like a little bit later yeah. which i do not for the life of me remember because i did not use msn very much but yeah i was like you guys are too young for MSN. I was, I was actually just gonna say, like, I was just under oh. the age that, like, people my age were using MSN, but I wasn't allowed to use MSN because be I wasn't allowed internet <laughs> privileges yet. Um, because yeah. you're a baby. Well, no, because I was Mormon. You're just a baby. Like, I didn't get my oh, first cell. Mormon. I didn't get my first cell phone until I was in eleventh grade. Wow. Yeah. Um. Like I 
had I was allowed to like play video games and stuff like that but I had like very strict like rules around like what I could and couldn't do on the internet Mm -hmm. and having an email account having a Facebook account all of that kind of stuff like I was in high school by the time a lot of that was like granted to me and that was because I wasn't Lauren anymore yeah yeah I got got mine the beginning of grade nine so cell phones progress really quickly because this makes me sound really really old but I my first phone was a Nokia phone that I had in grade 11 because cell phones had just come out <laughs> like they don't like it's not you know or like a razor a I, roller so razor. i wanted a oh, razor so bad i got was it like so the young. lg like chocolate slime yeah. or whatever yeah um and you had to use t9 still yeah yeah um, i am um... but no because i got it when i was 14 because i was starting to like hang out with friends without parents around <laughs> right yeah um and also to drive Mm-hmm. at 14 well like I was working on the learner's permit and stuff right all right right weird um, yeah yeah well and like I kind of fought the system quote-unquote if you will because like my parents refused to buy me a cell phone so I one year got Christmas money from my grandpa and I was like I'm gonna go buy an iPod touch so I can use iMessage and my parents were like sneaky okay they were like oh, they couldn't have a good reason it's for me to not do that yeah. exactly I was like I just want something that I can listen to my music on mm-hmm. because I have loved music for as long as I can remember mm-hmm. um and yeah they they were just like I, okay I like I guess we can't technically say no to that I remember when <laughs> iPod touches came out and, and I, like, was, I was mind blown I was because I had the old like the, the one that was like a freaking mm-hmm. brick right yeah and it had this literally thing yeah yeah, yeah. No, mm-hmm. I I had like I had iPods before that, but yeah. I had never had like an iPod yeah. Touch and like so all of the technology that one, comes with that. And then your clunky cell phone in the other. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, that's so funny. It was yeah. They were like, we have no reason to say no to that. So like, right. go ahead. Yeah. That's um, totally fair. Right. Funny. And then shortly after, I ended up getting a cell phone because my parents were divorced, and I was like, right, going yeah. back and forth between my boyfriend's house and my mom's house and my dad's house, and just kind of all over did the place. Did they know you had a boyfriend? And I was busing. Yes, they did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I have like this old video somewhere. I don't remember if it's on my Facebook or just like saved in my iCloud from like literally eleven years ago. Um, but it's like this video of like my ex boyfriend and my little brother playing rock band together. And it's just, like, the most random, most wholesome video. I love it. And, like, sometimes I stumble across it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that. (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Holidays with family. Yeah. While being queer. It's, uh... It's a thing. It's a jump around conversation because it's a jump around topic. Yeah. Know? Like your mind, like it's not. And I like when we do episodes like this because I think it shows very naturally what a queer person's reaction to talking about this type of kind of topic is. Totally. We don't rehearse these. Like No, exactly. Yeah. No one's ever accused us of that. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes we don't even know what we're doing before we sit down. So literally. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, so, and I think like the discomfort, it's important for us all to sit in our discomfort so we can kind yeah. of like heal our own selves totally but also so that we can kind of speak to like maybe it's actually not about Christmas maybe it's not about Thanksgiving maybe it's not about the holidays like maybe when you have somebody that's really really struggling you should dig instead of just assuming mm-hmm. yeah listen yeah. all I want for Christmas is a goddamn Papasan chair if you don't know what it is look it up <laughs> <laughs> I want it's okay I've already asked Santa quote unquote um don't listen to this if you're too young if you're too young it's she wrote a letter yeah I wrote a letter to Santa (laughs) for this I know I'm a grown-up for a humidifier um that doesn't have a light on it oh my god revolutionary it has to specifically (laughs) I already got them but i got blink 182 tickets yeah oh my gosh yeah i texted my mom and i was like so this is all i want for christmas and she was like when do they go on sale and i was like this day and she was like done when we were in right ottawa for a conference becca unplugged every piece of (laughs) technology in the hotel room because fun facts if there is even like if you have a cat whose eyes glow in the dark becca's gonna punch that cat in the face she can't sleep sleep if there's any amount of light i feel that though you want to talk about our idiosyncrasies that we learned about each other so 
You want to start that? Yes, <laughs> I want. I want to have to thing. As the no, it was literally the fun. I was like, "There's you can't unplug. Like if you unplug anything else, the whole hotel's gonna shut down." <laughs> well, the worst is Why the alarm is there clocks coming from under the door. The worst is the alarm clock. though. So, um, I have done that. Like you joked, but I've done. Oh, that. it was so. Oh, um, I one time we got into Calgary at like three in the morning and had to be back at the airport at like six because there had been like a screw up in our flight and we'd been in the Vegas airport for like 10 hours and I ripped the alarm clock out of the wall <laughs> yeah 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 I mean <laughs> don't breathe don't open your eyes if your teeth are too white that's <laughs> fine I gave my dad a heart attack in the middle of the night once um because I was annoyed by the people next to me. And so I had a pillow over my head. And so he just looked and he could see like torso and no head. <laughs> oh my goodness. They're, uh... Yeah, no, hotel lights. Fuck no off. lights. No lights no at all. Lights. I feel that though. I cannot sleep if there is any smidgen of light. Like I have a fan in my room and it like displays the temperature and like how high the fan is on and like all of this like crazy fancy stuff and like I wrap it with a scarf because I'm like I cannot sleep did you know you can get those stickers on Amazon and they're they're so they're you can order them they're I can't remember what they're called but they're specifically little different size stickers they come in little circles and they come in like rectangles and stuff and they're black and they're to black out the lights those tiny little I need lights you can order them there's something for this oh my yes. god see which means it can't be that weird kelsey i <laughs> weird it was just so funny well like, and like oh, on on the topic like, the smoke alarm becca like stop it <laughs> i didn't unplug the that smoke alarm joke. but we, um, it was very bright though yeah yeah well i remember because when after my parents divorced it's also too goddamn hot in that room yeah. which i also didn't oh, like also like the biggest pet peeve of yeah sorry yeah no that's okay <laughs> um i was just gonna say that like living with my father right after the divorce um he and i moved around pretty much every month because he was a university student mm-hmm. and i was in high school right so like i was working a couple jobs he was working a couple jobs we were both just kind of like doing our best to keep our heads above water um but there was one point where we were staying at one of his friend's houses um and so we had like the basement suite um but the only problem with this basement suite mind you we moved around so often that like a i didn't unpack between like right. house to house mm-hmm. I lived out of boxes mm-hmm. um and I didn't have a bed frame for almost five years that- wow. um I just had like a tiny little twin mattress on the floor um but at this friend's house um we shared a connecting door to our bedrooms oh um and so my dad would frequently be up late like studying and stuff like that so I could always see the light underneath yeah. his door mm-hmm. Um, but he was also a recently single man who oh, out of a 20 some year marriage. A 20 something um, Mormon marriage. Yeah. We're like, who shares a door with his 16 year old child. Um, and oh. yeah, there were sleepless nights that were had. We're like the for very different story. reasons. From him and me, yeah, yeah, it was really bad, and so I was absolutely ecstatic when we moved out of that place because I was like, I don't have to listen to my dad having sex anymore. It was traumatic. It was terrible. Yeah, like, oh my god, I yeah, I'm gonna need another content warning. God damn it! (laughs) (laughs) Warnings forever. Which one is this one at? Forty minutes. Okay, sixteen and (laughs) forty. Okay. Yeah, yes. it was. Yeah, love that for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had some interesting times, my dad and I. We have a very. It sounds like living in a dorm. Yeah, except worse. Yeah, father. Because it's your. Yeah, it's bad enough when it's your roommate, but when it's yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, he met his now fiance. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they've been together for almost as long as my parents have been divorced. Matt. Yeah, and they're getting married this Christmas, which is enough. <laughs> why i'm so not excited for this christmas because there's gonna be a lot of family everywhere and again that's what i miss about living by myself because there were years where i would be like 
sorry family I have friends Christmas this year yeah um and like that is my ideal Christmas is just like hanging out with all my friends and like getting stoned and just living your life yeah exactly just doing our thing totally yeah whereas you can't really do that with people um in my family my stepdad is a cop (laughs) um and so we can't just like go and sit around the back and like go and smoke a doobie together but it's legal it's legal but i'm not allowed to bring any weed in the house oh Um, he's just a hard ass okay yeah um and now and it's his house my mom is going to watch this i understand and i respect the rules and i'm not shitting on y'all i promise um but it's just it's a very different Mm -hmm. atmosphere than what i would maybe like to see um he's also a very functional alcoholic Mm -hmm. um so it's completely fine for him to get completely obliterated but if i want to step out for a quick little smoke break um it's kind of more like a taboo subject like oh Paige is going out to smoke and it's like yeah. well he's on his 12th glass of wine I'm gonna go smoke a fucking <laughs> joint you know <laughs> just for my own sanity I have to add a plug in here that all of you lovely youth that are listening to this episode need to remember that Paige is 26 Six. yes um and yes. like we're talking about full-grown adults partaking in yeah casual consumption we- and even um, alcohol not you. consumption as yes. well. Don't not wreck you. your brain before it's formed. Wait until it's done for. Wait till you're 18. Exactly. You'll survive till then. Yeah. As somebody who did not wait um, and who wishes wait. that they had. Yes. Please wait. Yeah. I have friends that smoked a ton starting in like early junior high mm-hmm. and they their memories are like shot. I have like friends. They're constantly forgetting words. Yeah. And, like yeah. I have friends who would like smoke a lot before high school yeah. and like going to classes stoned as all hell yeah. um and like get in trouble for being in class mm-hmm. um and those people now can't smoke weed because mm-hmm. of how much anxiety it gives them like mm-hmm. i have a friend who if he so much as like takes a drag off of a joint he will have a panic attack so mm-hmm. bad that it sends him to the hospital oh it God. really like yeah like society it affects, it society is different. garbage and like they're they do bs you on a lot of stuff but this is one of the things they're not bsing you on just yeah, don't do it until yeah. you're and also <laughs> it's it's something that's legal wait until your so, frontal lobe is fully yeah. exactly wait yeah. until you're old enough wait until you you can buy it legally in a store because that's mm-hmm. also really important about the legal legalization yeah. is that it's like a little bit safer it's safer it's more monitored it's maintained it's you know where you're like you know what you're getting we should do a whole episode on the legalization of cannabis absolutely pros and cons um, and... well that's going to turn into me doing a whole rant about drug decriminalization so if you're ready for that also right same, because i then, would back yeah, on that no i think that's yeah. an important episode we'll, we'll plan that we'll yeah cool. for sure cool. i like that well, are we gonna go? Can we do it? Yeah, I'm yes. dying. Okay. Our queer joy. Oh, oh, oh queer joy. yeah. So, um, should we do ours first? Because yours is gonna. Yeah, well, take I the think and I go first, and then okay. Kelsey has the rest okay. of the episode okay. to do whatever cool. they. So. I don't know what it is. You go first. Okay, I'll go first. <laughs> um, my queer joy is that I have a shit ton of job interviews this week. Um, so I officially work it out loud. I am done my practicum. I am graduated. Hooray. I'm pretty sure I've talked about this already on this channel. Um, I'm very, very happy and ecstatic to be casual slash part-time slash whatever our budget (laughs) will allow for now. Um, but I am also looking for other part-time jobs and I have three job interviews this week and we're recording on a Tuesday. So I have two on Wednesday and one on Thursday. Um, I had one last week that went really well. And so I'm just really excited to find another part-time job because I'm going a little bit stir crazy after having worked full-time for the past two months and now just working a day or two a week. Yeah. Um, (laughs) so my queer joy is that I will hopefully be a little bit more busy soon. And I'm very excited about that. We're thrilled. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. My, I'm not going anywhere though. No, just to clarify. <laughs> so this is gonna be really funny after we talked all about the trauma of Christmas. But I'm going to do a couple Christmas markets next week with my mom. So that's or this weekend. So oh, that's gonna be oh, yeah. that's gonna be mine. Um, oh, that's fun. Yeah, so it'll be fun. So okay, okay. so uh, I don't know. I don't know actually how to. So last a couple no, weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. we said you said that you had a huge crew joy, but you couldn't spoil it. Mm-hmm. So. 
So good news. Um, Steph hasn't listened to an episode of the podcast in a really long time, so I probably could have spoiled it. <laughs> but whatever. Um, so yeah, so the last time I was on, I was all like, oh, I have a queer joy that's happening, and this episode's gonna release a little bit early. Um, so yeah, I don't know how to say it, but well, it talk about so our drag show. At our drag show, I dressed up in drag and did a did amazing did a drag performance incredible drag performance huge shout out to my drag parent alice school who would be really great to have on oh my god Um, yes huge shout out to my drag parent alice school for making my face look amazing and for particularly for hyping me up because this has like that night increased my confidence so much it just helped me a lot anyways so the song that i performed was bruno mars's um I think I want to marry you. I don't actually know what the song is called. I think it's, it's just Mary. I think it's called Mary. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, I at the drag show proposed to my wonderful partner of we've been together about five years now, um, Steph, and I proposed on stage in front of five hundred people. She said yes, which was really great because it would have been really awkward if she said no. Um, we had been planning it for a couple of months and we were really excited about it. And then that little sneak. <laughs> turned around and climbed up on stage and proposed back, which she had surprised everybody with because nobody knew it was happening. Like she had the ring there ready to yeah. go. Yeah. She yeah. was like ready for she it. She was on night. it. Um, and then I broke my finger and it's still broken, but I so I can only kind of get my ring on. You can it, I'm wearing it right now, but I only wore it on the right finger so I could talk about it. But <laughs> my fingers you can see where it's like swelling and bruising. Yeah. yeah actually. Exactly. So Something I think I actually have immediately broke take their ring finger. Yeah. Yeah. I smashed my ring finger like 24 minutes after I got engaged. So mm-hmm. yeah. Good times. You know, and I just actually realized that I was supposed to have a doctor's appointment an hour ago to get it looked at and I didn't go. So <laughs> whoops Uh sorry doc queers <laughs> do doctors that's another good episode that's that we really could talk about actually queer being medical. queer and going to the doctor yeah, but, yeah. just in general so i'm thrilled i'm engaged and the reason we're getting christmas photos done is because there are engagement pictures yeah so cute. oh my god i love that for you too. but also gayest thing in the world to have a double proposal okay gayest Seriously. thing in the world to have a double proposal where you both bought the rings from the same person the same person that's insane yeah, I that's that part. Part. no okay and i told this story at p-flag actually the only reason so the only reason we i figured out that it was the same person is because I went to the place and I bought the ring for Steph first and I had gone through a few rings and the girl was helping me and I had picked her ring, which was garnet. And I was like, oh, like it's garnet. This works really well because this is also her birthstone. So I I don't know when it was. I don't know how many days passed, but however long passed and Steph went to the same store to buy my ring and kind of like, I guess, pulled this girl aside and was like, can you get it out of the cabinet? I want to see it. And was talking to this girl about how she's planning a surprise proposal at the drag show and i had already told this girl this yeah so the chick god love this girl was like what's your birthstone and steph was like it's a weird question but it's garnet and so she left that... and she never Steph. Steph never thought anything about it oh, okay i was gonna ask if like that triggers no the... no until after the proposal we were going over uh like you know how you do that thing you do the proposal and then you go like everybody tells all the stories of like how yeah, you yeah. got there and this side my side versus your all side. the planning mm-hmm. and the, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. we were going through that the night of and i was like yeah when i went and picked out your ring like i let the girl know what i was doing and she was like oh my god i think we bought our the rings from the same person that was like so what? funny and she was like i was wondering why she asked me what my birthstone was that was so weird that is so and we compared the look of the person we compared everything and it 100 percent was the same I love, person can you imagine I that, that she person was, being oh, like y'all i would. have a secret something so gay is gonna happen <laughs> exactly how becca and i felt like months leading up to the drag show <laughs> meanwhile i'm backstage recording it fucking bawling my eyes out while oh like gosh. all of the drag performers are there i was just, just like, sitting there like amazing. leaning partway out of the curtain like it was yeah yeah i would yeah. kind of see those of you not watching the video dying. you should see the video yeah um, um but and there was another one that we had email actually to me from one of the people who attended yeah. the drag show um and it was like a perfect video so of beautiful. kelsey proposing <laughs> to staff and like you in the video you can literally see kelsey mouthing will you marry me yeah. and so as soon as i got that email i was like i'm sending this to kelsey right now because like they need to have this yeah um and so it's just been like 
I feel like it's kind of an acquired joy for all of us. Not to diminish like your feelings. No, but yeah. It was um, like a vicarious joy. Exactly. We were kind of living vicariously through Kelsey and like their incredibly queer moments. I don't know if you guys saw, I'll show you this when we're done recording, but we had a comment. Somebody commented on how great the drag show was and also made a comment about the representation that it, and like how it kind of like just like really, it was a really big deal for them because oh, they were like, we're yeah, here. Yeah, totally. Um, and that's I will hold I will I screenshotted it and I will probably carry with that with me oh for the rest my of my so well and yeah. even like the youth who were involved and how ecstatic it gives me goosebumps even just thinking so, about seriously, it yeah, yeah. 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 two like, of our two of our teens were up on oh. stage helping out as like because the number was like a little fake wedding right mm-hmm. so they were Kelsey's little groomsmen um, and there was like a spotlight on Steph that came on and like we planned out where she was going to be. And, like, it, it was, was a lot of work. So magical. Yeah. yeah. I It happened and I'm thrilled and now I get to spend our first Christmas engaged, which is probably why I'm also a little excited for Christmas this year. Yeah. And like that I makes like me excited like for next, Christmas for you. I like, yeah. like the next day, yeah. I remember you had like a mug on your story that was like wifey or something. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. they're so cute. And I saw that and I was like, oh my God, Kelsey Wood. I don't know how it got there or I, how it came to be to that I point. brought Steph coffee in bed in her wifey mug. Oh, I love it. But it was actually, we had had that mug for a while, but That's had fair. never actually moved forward on it. So. Exactly. Oh my yeah. God. Engaged. Oh. Your wedding coming up. Stay tuned. Yeah. Yeah. I'm serious. If you need, I will be your dad. Perfect. For the day. I will be your backup dad. I love that. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> you can have one of us on each arm. We'll just... I hope you listen to this podcast. <laughs> Are you still going to go with like the tails? And oh, I love, I'm talking Monopoly Man. Since... Hell yeah. If I don't look like a Monopoly Man on my wedding, I am going to be disappointed. Monopoly. I want my shoes to have wings. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's amazing. Yeah. And- incredible yeah um thanks everybody thanks for, for waiting so long to hear about kelsey's amazing queer yeah, joy so long thank you for your patience wait. yeah there was a little bit of a delay between those episodes but it happened and it's official and it's so it's exciting true. for them it's true yeah yay yay yeah um yeah so thanks for joining us yeah thanks for coming and talking about your guys least favorite holiday and my favorite yeah we kind of just like went all over the place i know we were all one. over we were all, it was <laughs> we were all over um which is usually what happens when we're all together on the couch there's exactly. generally no plan i'm just gonna like say why there's got to be a common denominator here but i don't want to talk about the common denominator actually the common denominator is us <laughs> yeah like we can't or is it this chaotic every time i should listen to an episode just when we're all together on the couch because we'll walk in and be like do you want to record today what should we record about and then somebody will throw out a topic and we'll be like yes and then immediately go and sit down without having given any thought mm-hmm. and just start talking into the camera because that's exactly. when you have the best conversations yeah totally yeah, yeah. yeah. you Wrong. know like nothing is planned out nothing is thought about like we had the idea for what we no were thoughts, just podcasts and then we came and we did it yeah so it's just like yeah one light bulb goes off and then we start recording yeah, <laughs> yeah. um so now you know our process you can find yourself in others and